of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 25th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping uh, helping families, individuals, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsh, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. You think after reading... Uh, the Sutton and Janelle open uh, every day for the last couple of months, and I wouldn't stumble on them anymore. I could almost do it with my eyes closed, except I tried to do that today, and then you heard what happened. It's okay. It's you're human, and I, <laughs> you know, speaking of being human, I I got the wrong digit for. Oh, you made it. You figured it out. <laughs> we got him. Yeah, I sent Brad the the wrong number. Well, let's go ahead and <laughs> I hope it's him. <laughs> let's go ahead and bring hopefully our first guest on, Brad McElhenney. Brad, how you doing this morning? Hey, good morning. I'm great. How are you? I just realized when I texted you, I I sent you like I was off by one digit. So I don't know if you tried to call the number that I had on your text, but I might have gone to the fax machine. But I did my best. To <laughs> Sorry fax about machines. that. I feel that like most people wouldn't know what fax machines are anymore. It, that is a distinguished noise when you when you get the fax number. That's that hear the paper ripping off. Go away from, no, you get this yeah. kind of weird weird ring. Thanks for joining us, though. Thank you, and uh, so luckily I, I, I have the actual number saved in my contacts under the name Hans Fogel, oh, which thank is God. a blast from the not-so-recent past, Yeah, and it, I, I'm feeling a tribute to Hans as I call in this morning using that contact. I appreciate nice. that, because I'm sure Hans never got the the script yeah. or the, the phone number <laughs> wrong. I'm always fixing the script in the morning. Yeah, it well, says good thing it's it Tuesday. tells me uh, the date right here on this computer screen. Thank We're God. I'm, you know, I'm, at least I can do the news. So uh, exactly. <laughs> so Brad, one of the hot topics up here in the Panhandle uh, is the mask mandate for the schools. So how's that looking statewide? Is that kind of a broad blanket uh, reaction from parents? No man. Well, I mean, it, it, it seems like it depends by county, but it's always going to be a controversial issue with some parents feeling strongly that the kids, particularly those who are of an age where they can't be vaccinated, uh, should have a solid across-the-board mask requirement. Uh, some some parents certainly are going to feel strongly that way and, and worried about their kids, uh, but other parents clearly are speaking out and saying that it's intrusive for government to, to say, what your child has to wear or not wear. Uh, so that's that's a battle that's playing out in school board meetings across the state. Uh, but if you, I mean, if you look at the beginning of the school year in Kanawha, which was the first county to start, the largest county, Kanawha began August 9th with masks mandated for kids fifth grade and below. And above that grade, it was optional. And there have been significant outbreaks at 
Capitol High, which is a pretty big high school, Mm -hmm. Uh, George Washington, a little bit less, some of the middle schools, so much so that Capitol, two weeks in, has already gone on remote for the rest of the week. And, And what you get, you know, is not only the kids who have COVID, but, you know, they're sending home other kids who have been exposed to them, either by proximity in the classroom or uh, the, the lunchroom or maybe the school bus, you know, they're, they're doing this contact tracing and parents are getting calls saying, well, you gotta, you gotta keep your kid home until you've get, you've got a COVID test one way or another. Mm-hmm. So then long waits, you know, I, I've had parents anecdotally tell me that they've first reached out to MedExpress. And, and when I specify that name, I don't think this is MedExpress's fault. It's just supply and demand. But they're talking about one parent told me, they were trying to get their child in 9 a.m. Monday, and there was already a four-hour wait uh, for a test. Now, there are other options. I mean, you can go to your county health department or to your pediatrician. Uh, there, are, there are other ways that you don't have to go to your local urgent care. But uh, it, it has been problematic already in Kanawha County. And so can you extrapolate to the rest of the state? Can you say, well, Kanawha was the first to go in, and, and now we're already having these problems. Are we going to have problems elsewhere? Uh, some of the Kanawha School Board members think that if, if you've got a mass mandate uh, for all grade levels, then, you know, that's going to provide some layer of protection. But, um, you know, <laughs> sort of the canary in the coal mine is, right. is the football season. And so, uh, you, you know, you're already seeing effects on football schedules. Um, Robert C. Bird, which is in Harrison County, has already had to cancel its season opener against Kaiser which is in Mineral County, uh, which is, you know, Eastern Panhandle-ish. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bluefield has an across-the-border rivalry with Graham, and it is canceled now. Uh, Capital, because it's gone remote already, uh, its season opener against Parkersburg South, they're hoping to get it in on Monday, and and it's already in doubt. So, I mean, given given the disruption of the past year, you just hate to see all this. Um, it's oh, just, starting it's, all over again. It's been the a bit... surge of COVID is just the wrong moment. It's been a bit disjointed up here. Uh, Jefferson County had said masks would be optional, you know, earlier in the month. And then they, they came out with the decision that masks would be uh, mandatory through, I think it was September 27th. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had a protest uh, in front of the Berkeley County Board Office on Monday because uh, there's a, a strong... Mm-hmm. Uh, opposition to mask mandates yeah. in Berkeley and Morgan County. We had the Berkeley County uh, and Morgan County health officer on, and his thinking was if, if you uh, mandate masks and a, a kid is exposed to someone who's COVID positive, they don't have to automatically quarantine, which he believed the, the um, health officer, Dr. Kevin McLaughlin, believed would keep kids in school longer so um you know maybe we'll see some of that um evidenced in the next few weeks because you know our our week um just started school Mm -hmm. you know monday was berkeley and jefferson uh morgan county was tuesday yeah i i actually reached out to hans fogel yesterday trying to get a feel for sort of around the state knowing that canal was already having problems and uh you know his his reaction was that um, Jefferson had decided to to take every precaution possible and, and have the masks. And 
hoping that that will result in, in less disruption of school. Um, you know, I think, I think one of the issues is, depending on how crowded your lunchroom is, even if you have the mask, that is a moment when kids are going to naturally drop the mask and, mm-hmm. and eat their lunch. And, you know, you'd hope that they have a moment to relax and make a little conversation. Uh, but in Kanawha, it sounds like we're at the elementary school grades. That's been where the issue has been that, that, you know, even with the other precautions in the classrooms and on the school bus, you know, you've got kids at the same lunch table and, and maybe a kid is developing a low grade fever, maybe mm-hmm. doesn't even realize it yet, and all of a sudden you've got to send home the whole lunch table or, or whatever. Uh, as I read the state's guidance, you know, it reflects what you just said, Marcia, that that, that they're not that, they, that nobody intends to send the whole classroom home this year. But that if you are exposed within three feet of someone who has COVID, uh, that that. The, the mask that you wear or your vaccination would be taken into account and you wouldn't necessarily be sent home if you have those levels of protection. Uh, so I think the hope has been not to send, you know, entire classrooms or entire uh, school buses full of kids home, but to assess uh, whether you had some level of protection either through personally being vaccinated or wearing your mask. We're speaking with Better News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Another thing, kind of stepping away from COVID, I want to talk about it's been in the news, is uh, the governor, Jim Justice, uh, being denied his, I guess, uh, head coaching position that he wanted for the uh, boys' basketball at Greenbrier County. So what's the reaction like down there for that? Because I know like? his reaction uh, was kind of surprising how he, uh, what he said you know, when it all came back that he wasn't going to be the head coach. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of like watching it on split screen. It, in fact, I guess it literally was. I, I was in the room with the with the Greenbrier board and with a, a good selection of the basketball team. Uh, and then <laughs> I, I thought I had wrapped it up and was, was actually walking to the car to go home. And I flipped on the governor's briefing just thinking, oh, I wonder what, wonder what he's saying. Because it right. was happening at the same time. And, and he came on and uh, reacted. <laughs> and it was, you know, very different. And what I got out of it was that you know, when I walked into that board meeting, I, I did see basketball players. I mean, they were wearing Greenbrier East attire, mm-hmm. and and I thought maybe that it was kind of a split among them, or maybe they were there to support Jim Justice for the coaching job. Well, that wasn't the case, and uh, one of the one of the boys spoke kind of spoke for all of them, and, and didn't name the go- governor by name, didn't didn't make it personal, but did say we want someone who is going to be able to give us full attention and and to do all the other aspects of the job uh, to support us. Mm-hmm. And then the governor's reaction was kind of a mirror image, and, and he was so mad about the board and said that he thought that this would cheat the kids. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, you compare those two statements, the, the actual kids saying, give us someone who will pay us full attention, and the governor saying the kids are being cheated. It just was a real, you know, dichotomy. It was just, it seemed... <laughs> kind of like a crack mirror. Yeah, I was not expecting to hear uh, his statements after that. And hearing what the kids, I mean, it speaks a lot from, you know, the players coming out and saying, hey, I mean, it's cool that the governor wants to be our head coach, but we also want a coach that's actually going to, you know, be there to coach instead of just at the games, which I thought was impressive in its own, you know, right. Uh, you know, I, I I tried to put myself in that kid's shoes. John Goose Gabbert, a junior, 
And it, I, I admired his confidence because it's not easy to speak in front of anyone, oh, much yeah. less uh, people who are you know older than you, who are in positions of authority. In and you're speaking at the like governor, that. pretty much right. too. And I, yeah, and I did. I mean, it crossed my mind. Well, you know, if the guy he is speaking about gets this job, this kid is going to have a hard time getting <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> the truth I did admire his um his willingness to 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 say what was on his mind, yeah, I was very surprised by that, but I think honestly uh well uh, Governor Justice has been the head coach for the girls team for a while, right, and they've been relatively suc- successful as far as I understand, yeah, and that has been part of his um part of the a significant part of of the support that the governor has gotten from the principal and the superintendent that he's got a successful record as the girls coach, um, you know, a, a track record. They, they generally know what they're getting. And so they have made the case that, that if you look at that aspect sort of of his coaching resume, he, he is head and shoulders the best of six candidates. Right. Uh, what seems to be missing there though, is how you would manage things. And, you know, the governor's really only public statement on the matter has been that because he's got other responsibilities, including being governor and the girls' team, to coach the boys' team, he would need to lean heavily on his assistants, and they would have to do all this behind-the-scenes stuff, the, mm-hmm. the practices and the weight room and, mm-hmm. I suppose, checking on kids' grades, all, all those other things. And, you know, it, it It seems like if you were in the position of having to hire for this job, you'd have to take all of that, the whole thing, into account. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's where, you know, we're, we're kind of talking past each other. Well, also, the governor has been chided for not residing in Charleston and is legally required to be right. in Charleston. And the team is in Greenbrier County and the games are all over the place. Uh, he wouldn't really be able to to shelter where he's supposed to shelter hmm. some nights if he was really a committed coach. I mean, you wouldn't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I said to my dad, a West Virginian, I said, well, it'd be different if he was coaching Capitol High or GW and he yeah. could run up the hill. Yeah. Uh, and, and anyway, my, my dad, West Virginian's opinion was that, uh, you know, that's still not really cutting it. <laughs> right. Focus on being the governor. Yeah, there's a couple more important items at hand uh, than, I mean, it's an important basketball season, but coming from his point of view, there's a couple more important things going on. I heard so many yeah. people on the thread, I read the comments and they were like, well, maybe he'll just hand off some of the responsibilities to Baby Dog. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> baby Dog will tap twice for uh, drive to the basket. <laughs> baby, dog, baby Dog might give him a run for uh, re-election. You know, yeah, I, I'd like to see the um, the popularity ratings. Maybe it will come out of, with those. The approval ratings are probably pretty I mean, high for Baby Dog. As a practical matter, though, it, it, it's it, it's a two-hour drive between Charleston and Lewisburg. Um, and I, I don't think you could justify taking the state <laughs> to a basketball game. I don't know how you'd do that. So it, it would be a time commitment just getting there in time for, what, a 7 p.m. tip-off? Yeah, yep. And and as you know, covering the governor, he's he for whatever reason can't always get out of one appointment and into the other at the time that that he's supposed to. That happens frequently. Oh yeah, that that is. I mean, he, he's I think optimistic and ambitious about mm-hmm. how much he can get done. He but, stays in visits uh, or whatever, you know. And I'm sure uh, that that's important. Yeah, but a lot of times it's. Uh, keeping someone else waiting while you're wrapping it up with the next guy. And that can cascade throughout the day. 
Uh, you know, and, and sometimes that's a tough one because it would be during the legislative session. Things could run late. His his opinion could be needed to weigh in on this or that, um, or there could be a situation. I mean, the teacher strike of a few years ago mm-hmm. comes to mind where things sometimes went late and the governor was directly involved in negotiations. Uh, so then what gives? Uh, your your gubernatorial duties or you're going to be late to the game or miss it? Uh, you know, in that case, a guy like high school junior John Goose Gabbard is being right. let down. So it, I, it's for any human, I think it's hard to imagine how you would balance those responsibilities. Yeah, it's a very strange, uh, strange situation talking about the governor of a state uh, being a little upset that he can't be a, essentially a part-time uh, boys basketball coach. But again, we're speaking with Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Now, we got about a minute left till we have to go to break. Any other big headlines coming out of the uh, Capitol that us up here in the Panhandle should be uh, or should know about? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, we I, I keep looking to see, as a matter of personal scheduling, really, whether there will be a special session maybe in September. Uh, there are a couple things that would be on the agenda potentially. And, and already there are regular monthly interim meetings, maybe mid-September, I think. Mm-hmm. But the, the things that you would do a special session for might be uh, redistricting coming up. And the redistricting committee was, was just last week, I think, in Martinsburg and then mm-hmm. in Kaiser. Um, so that's that they're they're coming closer to being able to crunch those numbers and, and make recommendations, and then you know West Virginia, like other states, still has uh, significant money from the federal government uh, as part of the American Jobs Plan. So the state legislature should have a role in determining how that money is spent. Uh, but I, you know, <laughs> we kept talking about whether there would be a special session for the governor's idea of eliminating the income tax, and I see. I do not see that on the horizon. Again, Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney, thanks for taking a little time out of your uh, busy morning to chat with us a little bit. Thanks, you guys. Take Absolutely. Care. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. Visit our new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. If you missed it before the break, we had Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney on to talk about all things involving the state of West Virginia. And this was a fitting song to come back to because, unfortunately, the news broke yesterday that Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, passed away at age 80. Very so, sad music news. You know how, I, I think I've said this before, you really don't know the layers of someone until they pass away. Right. So I'm not a huge Stones fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just say that. I know I, <laughs> I respect the folks who are yeah. mourning today yeah. because that does, it breaks up the band. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. In, in a way, in a very final way. Yep. But um, I was I was on Facebook and one of my World War II um, 8th Air Force pages mm-hmm pops up and he was he was a guy, he was a fan he was he really fan guy of of the eighth air force and went out and did some stuff with you know right you know geeking out yeah. like like yeah, yeah, the yeah. rest of us regular folks so yeah you forget that like you know big musicians and athletes and stuff they are still normal people that like the same things 
normal people like. You just think you just assume they're like on their bus or whatever in their smoking jacket or whatever and doing their exclusive, <laughs> you know, r- rock and roll stuff. But right. he apparently he brought his family to this museum and was, you know, geeking out at at um a, a B17. Yep. And this picture that they posted and they, you know, we're we're sorry we lost a supporter. Yeah. Very so, you sad. Know, you just never right. know. You just never know who's going to be in what situation. But mm-hmm. very very sad uh Charlie Watts, drummer from the Rolling Stones passed away uh, at 80 yesterday. His birthday was the day before mine, June 2nd, wow. uh, 1941. So he had just turned 80 yeah. recently. Yeah, so very sad. And I'm a Rolling Stones fan. I always get in arguments with people because it's it always seems it's like you're either a Beatles fan or a Rolling Stones fan. Why do you have to? Like, why does it have not, to be mutually exclusive? You can't be one exclusive? or the other. That and sounds... I've never necessarily been a Beatles fan. So, so it's true for a, you. Yeah. So I've always been a stoner. Was he actively drumming? Was he still yeah, touring with them? I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. they came out with some new music like uh, really recently. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, they were on tour either like they, they were on tour before COVID, you know, shut everything mm-hmm. down and he was still drumming. I think wow. they're all still, or the, for the most part, still all going. Wow. Which is crazy. You look at him and you're like, man, they look pretty old. So I think it will be interesting in the next you know, a few weeks as memorials happen mm-hmm. and, and to see like the band in that perspective and, right. you know, everyone kind of showing up at whatever memorial services or church service or, or whatever it is, because I think that's, wow. Can you imagine having that kind of relationship over oh, 50 plus year period with someone who's, who's helped you make your fortune Oh yeah, and working together as a band mm-hmm. and then, you know, this kind of closure. Right. No, I'm sure you're going to see if, uh, they do have like a big funeral or like memorial for them. I'm sure you'll see some big names at mm-hmm. that that were all influenced by, you know, not only just the Stones, but his drumming in particular, which mm-hmm. I always find interesting, which is kind of morbid to say. But when like a celebrity passes away or like a big musician passes away to see all the people that come out that are also big musicians that are like, well, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't, you know, hearing one song that, you know, whoever did. Right. So the Van Halen drummer who passed away oh, earlier this year. I can't think of the name. Yeah, so people are screaming this at the radio yeah. right now. You know <laughs> no. they are, but I didn't really appreciate. It. And now, now I hear, I hear, you know, their music, and I'm like, oh wow, what a talent! Right? You know, it really does make you appreciate more once you realize they're no longer on the scene and no longer making music. Yeah, but it's sad. It seems, uh, and what do they say? This is also pretty morbid. Uh, these kind of things happen in three. Right when it comes with to celebrities and whatnot, so oh no, yeah. someone save save. Uh, make sure Betty White. Make sure Mick's all right. Mick Jagger's it's all right. It's Eddie Van Halen. Is that right? Was that the one? I mean, he wasn't the drummer for Van Morrison. No, Van Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah, he passed, for, yeah. 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 That's who I was thinking of. Right. People are like yelling, "You idiot!" Why? why? <laughs> it, it's Van Halen. It's. Yeah, Eddie not Van, Van Morrison. Van Morrison also great. <laughs> Did I say great. Van Morrison? I'm so sorry. I, I'm pretty and, sure. And and you know what? People can people can listen back and hear that <laughs> if they go on our Facebook page. Today. That's it. It'll be up a little bit. You're not going to edit that out. No, of course not. Always <laughs> got to keep it in. But you can listen back a little bit later on today. Uh, but stick around. We're talking about the Jefferson County Fair and more uh, big name musical acts and their, uh, I guess, offspring, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about that after the break here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. A little uh, Van Morrison for us to get this 
The segment started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Spring, West Virginia, and Maryland. Visit their new historic location at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice, alongside me is Marsha Kapalik. This, of course, is not Van Morrison. This is Jimi Hendrix. Me and my rock and roll <laughs> references, you just can't trust them. Just, yeah, don't, don't look at me as an expert. But as I was saying, someone needs to make sure Betty White is, you know, bubble-wrapped yes. and is okay. How old is she now? She's, she's, she's got to be mid close to late 90s, right? She's got to be close to 100. I, <laughs> I, mean, I bet 98. No disrespect, but she is old. Well, I mean, she's a she's a legend, too. Absolutely. Betty um, White's the best, but goodness. I grew up when she was just kind of like, a, you know, a, just a working, um, you know, actress. She would be on the game shows and things like that. And, and no one really revered her. And it was kind of interesting to see that trajectory happen right. there's some point in an actor's career where people are like they just get the right they get the right role and then it just flips everything right so what b- was it for betty white well I, I, I think, think it's just well golden girls that's right like golden got girl, her that's into right, the right. to the more current pop but she's been you know oh yeah 1922 she was born goodness so next year in january 100, 100. so she's close and you'd think you hear her talk and do all the stuff that she's 80 right yeah she she acts much much younger um but yeah isn't that so people are like oh my gosh what everybody's always waiting i feel like every year there's one or two you'll see pop up on twitter or on facebook or something that betty white died and then it's just a somebody throwing this fibs out who what band or what artist would be the hardest for you if you heard today that that person had passed away Mm, that is a great question. Because, you know, some, some artists artist. just kind of, you hear them and it brings you back to a formative time in your life or it was your favorite, you know, band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably say, I'd probably say uh, Johnny Marr, the guitarist from the Smiths. Okay. Yeah, because I started listening to them right when I was like coming out of high school and getting into college and getting into all the old, like weird artsy stuff. So I thought uh-huh. I was this like cool artsy kid. Right. And I started listening to Smiths, fell in love with them. And now they're like, all I listen to, I got big, I got a signed Johnny Moore poster in my wow. apartment and everything. Yeah. And, and he makes so that would be just great music. So I think it might be mine. What about you? you know, probably, no, 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 no. Anyone from Diamond Rio. Cause ah, that's, that's actually right. my favorite band. Yeah. But, um, I, I took Tom Petty hard. Yeah, that you know, one was that one was tough because I I think people didn't respect him as much as they they should have, and he was incredibly talented. But on David the horizon, Bowie was tough too. Yeah, a lot of people and, and Prince. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, yeah. I mean because that it, it's kind of like the soundtrack of your life. Oh, Whitney yeah. Houston. Yeah. You know, but I I think look, and this is a very morbid conversation we're having, <laughs> but Steve Miller. When, yeah. Because to me that his music so full of life and and really kind of brings me back to a particular moment in mm-hmm. my life and that would be tough huh so yeah i, w- I wonder wonder what our listeners think yeah Maybe we should know. put that on facebook yeah we will put that on pay on facebook uh if uh to let us know what or who the musician or band i guess even if they just broke up uh would affect you the most if they were no longer with us or have you know or could, have yeah could be kurt cobain or you That's know true. someone well, in the speaking of kurt cobain um the their album Nevermind that had the baby mm-hmm. in the water right the kid that is that baby is now suing them what? Yeah, I saw the headline for that the other day. I shouldn't have brought it up before I looked into it because I don't don't necessarily remember what he's suing them for. But I saw that because he's, uh, I think, my age, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. 
And um, yeah, he's suing him. Maybe for maybe he wasn't getting didn't think he got enough money or the royalty stopped or what. But didn't well, he's he may be like any other. Uh, you know, what are you guys, Gen, Gen Xers? Millennial. No, millennials. Mm-hmm. And and not want his picture posted uh, without his explicit express permission. Because I'm running into that a lot with my kids. They're like, you're not going to post that, are you? <laughs> we were talking about that. that yesterday. That's why I have the approve uh, uh-huh. feature on my Facebook but, page. Yep. I don't post anything on my Facebook anyways. but You can tag Jordan all day long, but it's not going to show up on his news feed unless nope. he says so. Unless and he I doesn't say, say so. Because so. I usually just forget. To click it. I'll see it. Be like, oh man, that was a nice picture, and then forget that I have to click it for other people uh-huh. to see it. But most people that see it on mine would see it on, you know, my sisters, my moms, my dads, whoever posted its Facebook page, anyways. It's generational because, like, if if I have a friend who tags me or posts, you know, even without my permission on on her page, I might have this moment where I'm like, well, that's not the most flattering picture, but I would not embarrass her by asking her to take it down. Well, I think uh, some of it would be because um, when I was coming into like high school and stuff, is that's when like. You know, Facebook was really getting going and people mm-hmm. were taking pictures with their cell phones and everything all the time. Uh, it was always drilled into a lot of like me and my friends heads to uh, be careful where you get your picture taken at. Right. So oh. maybe you were at like a little get together with some friends or, you know, you're at a football game and maybe snuck, you know, an, an adult beverage or oh. something. So you always had to be aware if it was taking incriminating pictures. pictures. Right. So maybe gotcha. that might be a subconscious thing that I'm like, okay. just keep the pictures out of here. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's your business. That's if you don't true. want your picture out all over the place, you know, tell people you don't. That's true. But I did say before the last break that we were going to come oh, into yeah. this one to talk about the Jefferson County Fair. So we should probably uh, talk about said at Jefferson County sure. Fair. Today uh, is, of course, Wednesday the 25th. So we're about halfway through the Jefferson County Fair for 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on today. Absolutely. Exhibit buildings open 11. Today, it's Senior Citizen Matinee. It's someone that I know and love actually qualifies <laughs> for this, which is just Hysterical. If you're 55 so, or older, say the you get in free. <laughs> 55 and over, free admission to the Jefferson County Fair today. <laughs> from I'm sorry. From noon to 2, <laughs> the Ruritan roast beef lunch special. 2 o'clock, the show barn, uh, meat goat breeding classes, show barn, dairy goat judging. Um, carnival area opens at 6. There's uh, It's family night, one mm-hmm. price, right all night. And then, this sounds fun, the kitty tractor pull. I'd like to, so what do you think the kitty tractor, I've never seen one of those, so is it just kids in small tractors, I guess? like, But are they real? I guess they got to be real tractors. Yeah, they have to be. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't, I'm not the. Uh, I'm not a, a farm person, so. Then there's dirt farmer. drag racing at 7, and then... Yeah, uh, Way Jennings is going to be taking the stage, the grandson of Waylon Jennings, which a lot and of... And Jesse Coulter. And Jesse Coulter, which a lot of you uh, would be familiar with. And, you know, I decided to play a little bit of uh, a clip of old Way Jennings singing us another song that you might be pretty uh, familiar with because it's from Waylon Jennings. Of course, this is the grandson of him. It's Way Jennings performing tonight at the Jefferson County Fair uh, singing Good Old Boys. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Flattening the hill Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way the only way they know how 
I keep fighting the system like a true modern day Robin Hood. Patrick! Making their way the only way they know how. And that's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Just a good old boy. You know, my mama loved me. But she can't understand it, keeps showing my hands and not my face on TV. That is Wade Jennings, grandson of Waylon Jennings, singing a Waylon Jennings classic, Good Old Boys. And I uh, I think we're going to venture out on a little bit of a limb here. I don't know what the set list is, but I would not be surprised if he plays that uh, tonight at the Jefferson County oh, yeah. Fair. Going to be performing at 730 uh, is when Wade Jennings will be uh, you know performing at the Jefferson County Fair. You can really hear Waylon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we were looking at pictures of him while we were uh, listening to that. And he definitely is a Jennings, a Waylon Jennings grandson, for sure. That's really cool. Oh, and I'll be out there, by the way, today, if you want to come hang out. I'll be representing 95.9 The Big Dog. I'm out there basically the entire afternoon. So uh, I think it's like four to eight. I'm out there. I'll be introducing Wade Jennings, I think, onto the stage. That is really cool. Yeah. That's so cool. You should take something to get um, autographed. Like what? I don't know something i'm so bad with autographs i never get them get like a 95.9 frisbee get him to sign it okay and maybe give it away well i'll see what on i can the, do. on the show over i'll there. see what i can do maybe i can sweet talk him into something but i'm or, so bad with autographs i was the kid that like we'd go my parents would take us to you know i don't know raven's training camp or something mm-hmm. and all i wanted to do was get high fives from the guys you didn't while everybody to, else was okay. like I we always felt like it was intrusive. Fi- we can't sell the high five when you're I always you're felt 50. like it was intrusive. I mean, they're just getting out of practice, right? They're all nasty. They're probably tired. All so beat you up. You understood as an athlete. I guess. But I guess it, there's a buy-in. Like, you understand if you're at that level, the kids are going to want to swarm yeah. you and get... Oh, yeah. But but that was actually kind of cool that you... That was classy. Yeah. And you didn't want to bother them. Oh. Yeah. Got a lot of high fives there that day. Remember that? All from the, uh, at the time, defending Super Bowl champion. Wow. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. They, yeah. they we'll see if they can do memory. it again. That's right. See Wait, if they can do it again. You could have gotten year. a signature. I could have. I think I got a bunch <laughs> the next year, too. But uh, anyways, got one more break to take here on Panhandle Live. So stick around for more on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST. Part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm, Spring West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it, uh, at the beginning of the show, we had uh, Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney on to talk about really the state of West Virginia and how upset the governor was that he was not named uh, head basketball, head boys basketball coach for Greenbrier County High School, which I Awkward. find it to be, this sounds wrong, but one of the funniest like stories ever that the governor is you know so upset about part-time coaching but anyways and then after that we've uh, really been talking about the jefferson county fair and yeah, you, uh, get all kinds of random stuff. The, you get to introduce the the act yeah, tonight the Wade, big act that's right wade jennings grandson of waylon jennings will be performing live at 7 30 the jefferson county fair uh and it is senior citizen day so 55 <laughs> 55 and over So 55 is a senior citizen i'm hearing you i guess say? wow i guess okay. so if anyone's listening who's of who's that age, of age or over, you can get it for free and come hang out with me because I'll be there forever today, which I'm looking forward to. I mean, 
Fair's always you can't oh have you gosh. cannot have fun at a fair. Right. I hope you get to sneak away and get some fair food. That will one hundred percent happen. That's I think that's a part that has to be part of the gig. You gotta finish your cake because I brought you a slice I know, of my goodness. My husband got me this huge cake and it was divided into like coconut and chocolate. And he knows I like the the coconut as well. And um, he loves like the double chocolate, and I brought you the double uh, slice of double chocolate. If so. you were uh, listening yesterday, we had uh, a baking segment, uh, <laughs> unplanned baking segment happen. And now, if you look at our desk, I have essentially a small bakery over here. I got a big piece of cake. I got half a cinnamon bun from breakfast. Nice. Yeah, all in circular c- containers too, which That's I find right. to be funny. And and there's probably cake because the the office. Oh, there's donuts had, out had, there. We had birthday cake for me yesterday, which was very nice. It was that was super good cake. Yeah. The, the icing was really good. It was really so. good. Super good so cake. There's cake to be had. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and of course, you burn off all your calories with, with your avocation. <laughs> I haven't been, haven't been lately. This is my, I went on a bike ride yesterday for the first time in like two weeks. On the towpath, which is, this is the best time of the perfect. year to be on the towpath. And I went out, I got out there a little late, around five or so, and I was expecting it to be packed with people, went down to Shepherdstown to do it. And I'd never, I've never been on that stretch of the mm-hmm. uh, towpath. I've been on a vast majority of it, but not that. So I was like, man, I'm going to have to deal with a bunch of people. But uh, just took that. I ended up riding on the road for most of it on that canal road. Mm-hmm. There was no cars on that. Oh, that's and, right. You, you don't have like amazing mountain bike tires. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But uh, I've good, I've, my tires, I have the tires I have on there are specifically for like riding on the towpath and stuff okay. and also on the road. So I hopped off there and uh, rode down even further. It was a little hot. Found a little spot, a little swimming hole. Jumped in, took a little swim. Did we do a wild swim? We did do a wild swim. A little callback to a couple episodes ago. Yeah. That's so um, cool. And it was nice. It was nice until... Uh, <laughs> it was nice until it was It would be no surprise uh, to Marsha, but I'm not the most outdoorsy person in the world. Um, and like I was just hanging out, sitting there, just enjoying you know, nice, cool river on a hot day. And then uh, I looked over my shoulder and saw a bunch of like fish around me, and I kind of freaked out and had to run out. That's where they live. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I that. laughed. I stood there for a second. <laughs> I took like three steps, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I hope nobody sees me over You're here. You're gonna have that in a river. Were you flailing uh, your arms? No, like a no, mad no, man? no. I just kind of stood up. I kind of like uh, it startled me. Right, I wasn't expected to see like literally probably a six inch fish like on my. Everyone's shoulder. gonna want to know where you were so they can go because that'll be their favorite fishing. <laughs> well, hole. I don't necessarily know where I was. I was somewhere in between Shepherdstown and Harpers Ferry. I think more Harpers Ferry. Than Shepherdstown, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure. Where Wherever was. you were, the fish were there. They were there, and they're uh, active. active <laughs> well, they, sure. they, here's a here's a, a a new thing in the environment. <laughs> you need to get a GoPro. <laughs> that would have been hysterical. Because <laughs> I kind of jumped up a little bit and uh, <laughs> took like three or four steps, and then I was still about you know waist deep, mm-hmm. and I stood there for a second. I was like, "Why am I running? It's not like I'm running from a shark." <laughs> Just running from like a little trout that I scared out of a rock because I was walking through it. You'll know better next time. You'll be more composed uh, and in, in your wild. And swim. go figure. Back in the day, I used to have like the big chest waders and would go out in the middle of the river and fish and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. And now I can't even sit there and swim for five minutes. You didn't have your equipment. Out. You you didn't have anything to to fight uh, back with. Goodness, we weren't expecting this invasion. Unbelievable. It, we get it. And you didn't find any pawpaws, you said. No, yeah, I'm trying to find pawpaws everywhere. I'm on this pawpaw kicks. So I want to try one so bad, and we're pretty much in the beginning in of their season. ripening season, mm-hmm. right? And I was walking around. I watched a video uh, before I went down to this guy on the river finding like pawpaw patches, or whatever. And he was like, "Yeah, if you look up and you see leaves that look like this, just start shaking the tree, and then you know the ripe ones will fall. And if they hit you in the head, they're soft; it won't hurt you, whatever, right?" 
So I'm walking through the woods, uh, getting down to this little swimming hole, and I look up, see leaves that looked like, you know, pawpaw tree. Mm-hmm. Start shaking it. Bang, get hit on top of the head with like a green like spider apple. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't a soft pop on. No, it was not Sorry it was not that. a soft pop on. I had just taken my bike helmet off about my, thirty seconds before that. My tip is when you're biking, just look down and you'll start to see some on the ground and then you look up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm sure uh You've you followed the wrong pawpaw expert. There, I'm, I'm not a pawpaw expert. I'm sure I'm gonna end up finding one eating like a non ripe one that'd be sick for three days after but they're so good i mean it, it's it's a neat experience uh, well anyways if you missed any panhandle live <laughs> today you can listen back a little bit later on today on our facebook li- or on our uh, panhandle live facebook page of marcia kabalik i'm jordan nice winner it's been panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network have a good one Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.